Hi, I'm Carol Scudder. And I'm Quentin Lamar. And welcome back to This Is Gonna Be Good, you guys. Oh my God. We've been gone for several weeks now. Mm. Seems like a long time. I think it's really five weeks. It was gonna be four. I don't know. It doesn't seem as long for me because like, you know, I have other things that I record. Mm. So I've been recording since the end of my vacation. So that's why I don't feel so, you know, rusty. And I've literally just been sitting alone in a dark room since uh, you left. High school. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Well, oh my God. Leo, the claws are out. We're both Leos. And this is our month. This is our month. Well, our month is over now. Leo season has ended. Now, you know what? I resent that. I think that's actually true, though. I think you're right. But uh, It ended yesterday. Yesterday was my father's birthday, and that is the last day of Leo. Yeah. So it is officially done. Leo season is done. I'm not ready to let it go yet because I don't feel like I've fully enjoyed it enough. We never really let it go as Leo was doing. Yeah, it's hard. I think it's the claws. We just keep hanging on. Hanging on. But how how was that yesterday? How was your dad's birthday? Was it sad, Um, melancholy? Sad and, you know, like most of grief and everything sad, but also it had moments that were pretty good, you know, nice memories and things like that. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Which is just the kid, really is just grief as a whole. You get yeah. bad times and then you get good times. And so it was pretty much like that. And I spent time like with my husband. We made sure we, you know, like did stuff. I reached out to my mom and I talked to my sisters. Yeah. And it was a pretty okay day. That's nice. Considering. I mean, that's the thing is like the first year you're in the, the your dad died this year. Your dad died just, just a few couple of months ago. So every single thing is going to be the first time, you know, your first yeah. birthday since your dad died, his first birthday since he died, your mother's first birthday since your dad died, you know. I mean, and their anniversary. And then now we have Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. So at the end yeah. of the year, everything will probably pretty, pretty much be done. Cause like we, cause it was like, yeah. fa- it was like Father's Day, Mother's Day, like all these things that my yeah. dad would have been a part of. So yeah. now I'm looking forward to the end of the year because then they're like, okay, all of that is like, we're through that now. Yeah, and that actually is a thing. That's good to get through yeah. that first year. Yeah, I, I feel it's been a process, but I've I've um I've been back in therapy, which mm. I started uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So that's been um, necessary. I've mm-hmm. like you know it's it's been a lot, and I'm a very big advocate for mental health for various reasons, but it's really helped me yeah. through what I've been going through and it's virtual. So I don't have to worry about the whole COVID thing. And it's actually more convenient being virtual. Yeah. Um, yeah. I prefer that to go into an office, honestly. I've never done virtual therapy. It's I great. Did I love it. it. Yeah. Huh. You get your coffee, you sit there. It's pretty much the same. You get the same. For uh-huh. me, it's the same. Cause you know, my therapist isn't going to touch me or anything. So like being face to face doesn't really matter to me. This is face-to-face enough. Wait, should my therapist not have touched me? Probably not, Carol. Oh, damn. Unless it was consensual, but even if it was consensual, I still think it's um, a problem. I need to call her. You know what? I totally need to call her. I, yeah. So much much touching. (laughs) But... Uh, yeah, yeah so therapy's great. My I'm, therapist, I think we all knew you were lying. My Cheryl. therapist did not I mean, touch me for twelve I years. Thought, <laughs> I waited for her to touch me. Nothing. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. I thought you were going to say it. No, I'm lying. My therapist is a man. I didn't know what you were going to say there. <laughs> she was a woman. She didn't touch me. <clears throat> she did a great job. I went twice a week for twelve years. Sometimes three times. It was a, a lot long of therapy. Time. You're not kidding. It was a mm-hmm. lot, and and yet I think I probably should have stayed longer. But anyway, everybody that's should about be me. in therapy. But anyway, yeah. it's helped me. So yeah. I'm gonna say that everybody listening, take care of your mental health, protect your peace. If you need to mm-hmm. speak to somebody or need help, please reach out and do it. it you'll be very glad you did. There's yeah. a lot of stigma because I don't come from people who go to therapy. Yeah, so no, I'm, me either. You're, you're not kidding. I'm like the first person <laughs> in my family to like regularly go to therapy. and um, Yeah. 
I am yeah. certain I'm the only. I mean, not I'm not counting cousins, but my my immediate family. I'm the only. But you know what? My dad, who was a lovely man, who I miss very much, he died when I was twenty, I believe. Um, he was diagnosed with depression. I didn't find this out until after he died. He was actually diagnosed with depression when he was in the army in World War II. Mm. He had a history of sleepwalking. He slept walked, slept walked in the when he was in the army and they were all alarmed because he would be like, you know, walking around the barracks and stuff. <laughs> and uh it must have just been so I wish I'd known this stuff when he was alive because it must have mm. been so traumatizing for him and stressful. And I'm sure he was embarrassed and I'm sure he was, you know, God knows how they, I don't know how they treated depression then or tried Nobody to. Nobody cared about yeah. mental health back in the day the way they should. And people went through a lot of stuff, like people who were in the wars, needed yeah. mental health. And then like, I remember when I got to the age where I realized that Slavery ended and nobody addressed that PTSD. And it Holy was just, those crap. people were just out in yeah. the world. Yeah. And you live your whole life on a plantation. So you don't even know what's at the end of the road, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And you go out into the big wide world with all of this baggage and all this stuff. It's just like, to me, it was like, ah, I was like, no wonder. Yeah. Like, there's so, the, yeah, it's, we, have, we well, have to be better about that. That's why I've always been astounded that that any anyone that was freed from slavery accomplished anything. You know, incredible mm. that they established a Black Wall Street in not just one, but in many towns. Mm. You know, that anybody was able to buy a house or become a doctor or all this stuff. Like, with you're exactly right, that kind of PTSD. Yeah. Anyway. And it's, yeah. it's overall, like, so many people in the past have gone through things, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, and they just. But to your point, anything. that's that's why there is still such you know such stigma, uh, yeah. stigma, but also such less wealth within the black community. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. That is an enormous amount of PTSD, and mm -hmm. of course, generations later, people are still suffering. Oh yeah, I mean, because I've been like more like to be specific, like yeah, with black people, like slavery is such a bad thing. Like there's a genetic marker yeah. for the period of slavery in black people's DNA. So that's a pretty big mm. thing. Wow. But like, I mean, like overall, like, you know, in the past, mm -hmm. in the history, of course, black people, but like, you know, Holocaust survivors and like yes. all of these people, all these years who like went through these terrible things, it's like, okay, it's over. You're fine. Yeah. And, and no, stuff no and mental health at all. At all. Yeah. So I'm happy yeah. that that's sort of changed now. I think people are better, probably as best as they've ever been. With I think that's true. Health. It's not saying enough. It's still not it's, good. Yeah, it's something. But bar was pretty low. But yeah. but, but it, anyway, it, more people okay. are willing to get help, and that's what we want people to do. Go get yeah. some damn help. All right. So anyway, yeah, that's all I'm saying. That was all. That was a little journey. A couple of journeys we mm. went on there. Um. So. To that note, I don't know if the first thing we should talk about. I mean, one of the first things I want to talk about is basically COVID-19 renewed for a second season. First mm -hmm. season didn't even really end. And actually, maybe it's the fourth season. I don't even know. Like It's almost like the same season, but now there's like a summer show. Like there's like this kind of like a, a mid-season replacement of the same show. Like that's what it seems like right. to me. It, because this does seem different. It's like yeah, it, before with the first go around and was like, oh my God, horror and all this stuff. And like now, I don't know if it's better or worse that we're literally more relaxed about it it's than we worse. were before. I will because tell it's you like, it's worse. Now we're like, oh, we're vaccinated. We've already been through a lockdown. What's the worst that can happen now? Mm. <sighs> well, I do think, I mean, I'm vaccinated too. And I do think that we are in a better place and I mm -hmm. feel okay about that. And I hope I don't have a breakthrough infection, but if I get one, I don't feel that I will get seriously ill. Because um, mm -hmm. 90 something percent of the hospitalized cases and folks on ventilators and whatnot are not vaccinated. Yeah. So, you know, and I just, uh, I don't know if I get, I did tell you this, I got, I'm got rehired at my contact tracing job for a state that I'm not going to say what it is because I'm not really supposed to talk about it. Um, but it's bad. <laughs> I'll yeah. just tell you that. There's some really serious cases I talked to just this week. Really bad. People in their 30s on ventilators, can't talk, kidney failure, dialysis, 
et cetera, et cetera, unvaccinated people. Terrible. Okay? It's so it's horrible. I was just talking to a friend today who's a, a therapist in North Carolina, and she was saying that she doesn't feel like people are getting the memo at all in North Carolina. And they probably aren't. Because no, a lot of not. folks, yeah, they're probably a lot of folks in North Carolina are watching Fox News, and their Fox News is still talking about hydrochloroquine. No, they're crap. not. Tell me. Yes, they not. are. Yes, they are. I just saw it on. I'm, I'm a you know. I, I watch the Rachel pretty much every night, and I just, uh, I just saw some clips from Laura Ingram and horrible. Tucker Carlson and those Neanderthals, and they're still hitting that drum. And Trump was still talking about it in a speech in June and one of his stupid rallies. Mm-hmm. And and there, the other little thing that she said that I heard on Rachel is seventy percent of people who called poison control in Mississippi had taken this horse warming drug called Invitrix something. I can't remember the name of it, but it's got it's got a verm in the title that sounds clearly like a deworming drug. Um, and it's something that they, Trump and company recommended. And people are going to their feed store, buying this drug, taking it, and then calling poison control because it's making them sick. I, so. You know, the question becomes like, how how do you save idiots? Like, should you save idiots? Should we I stop know. this? Are we wasting our time? I don't. Well, I would say no, except that they take the rest of us down with them. That's the problem. I mean, we are having these variants and stuff because of these people that won't get vaccinated. And they're on the left too. It's not just crazy right wing people. I know some. I have some crazy left. Well, there was some crazy left wing anti vaxxers for a long time. Yeah. And the thing that kills me is like these are the people who like. I mean, they get their dogs vaccinated. So like that's what's so crazy to me. Like you know they're telling the kids, oh, I don't want to put something in my child's body against their will. First of all, if I remember childhood correctly, a large (laughs) portion of it was my parents making me ingest things that I did not want. Always. Because they thought that it was better. They knew better than me. And I, I was yeah. under the impression that that's a big part of being an adult. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's so much going on between the, the shit show that is this planet and then yeah. all of these advancements of going off planet and doing all these yeah. different things. It's so weird to watch them happening at the same time. It's like, here's all mm-hmm. the technology that can get you off the planet. Here's all the reasons for you to leave. <laughs> It's that's what the news is to me, but Uh, yeah, I don't need anti-vaxxers on Mars. Like, (laughs) what what am I going to leave for? Like, if this is the shit show that's going, we're going to take this show on the road. So I, Uh, Fox News, I can't watch it. I don't keep up with it. I I, I just can't. Yeah, I haven't been watching it either. I used to watch it sometimes just to try to see what they're doing. And then I just, I literally, I just couldn't take it. I can't take it. It freaks me out. But I uh, knew they were still pushing the big lie. I didn't know they were still yeah. pushing that hydroxychloroquine. They're net, pushing madness. all the lies. All the lies it's, all but the it's time. Such a, part of me feels like it's just bad from an entertainment aspect because you need new material. So like yeah. part of me is just like, yeah. that's so 2020. Like hydroxychloroquine. Get with it. Like that's right. last year shit. So I just like, every time I hear about what's going on in Fox News, I just like, why are they still talking about that? But then they're I have to just, realize that older people are watching it. So, of course, yeah. they don't have a problem with it. It's They're uh, putting on the hits. America's new classics. The golden oldies of <laughs> the insurrection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're playing, they're doing the show from the best, best. Uh, Meanwhile, album. the Meanwhile. boomers are just dropping off because that's what they're going to do. Like this well, is, that's, yeah. boomers are starting to go. You mean dying, we, yeah. Yeah, they're so starting they have, to. They have the highest vaccination rates, though. Mm-hmm. So the the serious cases in the hospitals right now are not seniors so much. It's more. Well, I think folks in their thirties. I rem- I think I read that the virus is like now affecting more young people than before. Yeah. But like that, well, that happened in like nineteen eighteen where the yeah. flu came and it took out the old people first and then it mutated and it came back around for the young yeah. people. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like just a. a and they didn't have a vaccine. So. No, they just had common sense. Well, they did and they didn't. I mean, there was knuckleheads that were anti-mask and uh, mask and all that then too. But yeah, they didn't have a vaccine. And if they had, I imagine they might have taken it. I don't know. Probably. I mean, they took the mm-hmm. one to get rid of polio. Mm-hmm. So we'll assume that they probably would have. 
well, it's so who's to say? Those people are shit shows too. Um, yeah. Everybody sucks. <laughs> people are stupid. Speaking of people sucking, I, there is something that I want to talk about. Yes. Um, Elon Musk uh, unveiled his new AI robot. He did? I, I missed be, this. Okay. Uh, you should watch it on YouTube if you haven't. He says the, proto- the full prototype will be available by next year. And it okay. is already like supposedly on its way to go over and replace menial physical labor. I find him so annoying. Okay. That's all I That's because he him. is, Carol. Okay, good. <laughs> wanted to make sure I wasn't missing something. I have to admit, um, though, there is something I find a bit charming about him at times. Really? Okay. Just a little bit. Like, uh-huh. almost not even enough to speak of. But I enjoy watching his, his you know, his unveilings and his yeah. press conferences because he's so bad at it. Yeah. But he still does it himself. And I'm like, you are not Steve Jobs. <laughs> not everybody can do that. You don't have to do it. Yeah. But somehow, it's almost like watching an open mic. Yeah, yeah, yes. I but agree. like... An inexperienced open mic. You know what? I have to say, I kind of agree with you here because at first I was being like, no, I don't agree with that. But now I think I do because when he hosted Saturday Night Live, that was kind of my reaction to it. I found him a little charming because he was such a kind of a dorkazoid. He's very much. He wasn't very good. He wasn't very good, but he he didn't pretend that he was good. You know what I mean? No. And he came, he basically (laughs) opened up the presentation by saying like, first off, um, because it the 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 robot, the robot, um, moves <laughs> five miles an hour, oh. and can lift um at max forty five pounds. So he starts okay. off by saying like you can easily outrun it and overpower it, and okay. I found that hilarious because we're all thinking the same thing. Yeah, this yeah, shit yeah. is gonna hold me a hostage in my home and beat yeah. the shit out of me. So he started off with that, which I appreciated personally. Sure. Um, But it's really an amazing thing to to see, like what they're going to be capable of with that. And um, I guess it's in competition with that other company. um, What is it? Boston Engineering or Boston something? Who have really their robots are very like acrobatic, even like you should. Oh, the robots that dance. I have seen that. Like dance and flip and like do all these things. And if you knock them over, they get back up. Yeah. It's so anyway, that's another alternative to people, I guess, that we have coming. We could just get our own androids (laughs) and hold off um, from the various diseases that are going to pop up at home. Okay. Not a bad idea. I like it. All right. I wouldn't have agreed to that even a year or two ago. I would have been like, well, no. And now I'm like, no, yeah, let's do Let's replace, <laughs> let's do let's replace some people. Let's do that. Sounds like a good idea. This uh, the other sort of top of the news. And you know what? This has been the top of the news for a while. Cuomo's leaving. Yeah, he is. Monday's his last day, actually. So all I have to say about that is uh, bye. No, we never really liked him anyway. So. I've never liked him. No, I have a long <clears throat> 10 year history of not liking him. So uh, I'm not sad he's leaving. I'm glad he's leaving. See you later. That's I'm it. not surprised. Like, I'm not surprised by any of the allegations and things that we no. heard. He seems like he would do all of that stuff. Yep. One thing I heard on the news, uh, I guess it was New York One uh, last night, they were interviewing some old Italian dudes in the Bronx. Uh, the, and the, the story was basically like old Italian man, man still really like <laughs> Andrew Cuomo only because he's Italian. I'm like, okay, well, and then they interviewed them all saying like, yeah, you know, well, he's Italian. So, <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> so it's okay if he did a shitty job and he was kind of corrupt and harassed women. And one yeah. of them said like, well, there's things you used to be able to do. Kissing women on the cheek, and then you can't do that now. Like, oh, yeah, I God, don't think that's actually more. what it was. There's so much. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't think so many people would feel that way, but they do. Personally, I've always liked the Cuomo's, both of them. 
Um, yeah. Not personally, but, but <laughs> physically. The idea of them. Um, oh, 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 okay. Okay. Like, you know, they're, they're pigs and we all know that. And that's terrible for their jobs and for women. But as a gay man, that's not an issue for me on a one-on-one is the young thing. one bad? Wait, is the I young mean, one bad? I don't think he's necessarily bad. I didn't mean to throw Chris in with his brother because we don't really know. I can't do that. But uh, you know they're Italian men from a certain generation. It has its appeal and it definitely has its drawbacks. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I never... I never was a fan of Cuomo because of his politics. You know, I before yeah. we knew all of these other things about him. Yeah. But this narrative that men have, especially like older men, that you know, like, oh, it's the women who changed. Everything was okay. Yeah. They just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just changed the rules in the middle of the game. It's just, it's really funny to me how uh-huh. it lets me see how being a gay man or a non-straight man, how it gives me a different perspective into like yeah. <clears throat> What other people think and how yeah. they feel that straight men just don't have to really address at all. Like they don't have to care about yeah. anybody's feelings, including their own. Yep. But it, this whole like, you know, women hating men, feminists, you know, like, no, like feminists love men. They just don't yeah. like your men. We don't <laughs> like, yeah, you can't uh, kiss somebody on the cheek anymore. Do you mean grab somebody's boob? Right, you can't. Like who wants? Food. Like who wants that? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I always you, think sexual it, harassment is ugh. is a very weird thing, and I know mm-hmm. for me it's a weird thing because for me sexual harassment, and I would say like I think Chris Rock tells a joke that the whole thing with Nita Hill would have been different if Clarence Thomas looked like Denzel Washington. (laughs) And I am a person who feels that way, but... Well, because then she would have had a choice. I mean, if if someone that looks like Denzel Washington is deciding to flirt with you at work and you decide that you want to take him up on that, or even somebody that looks like Clarence Thomas, if for some reason you're like, okay, let's flirt, fine. That's not what happened. That's usually not what happens. Like, yeah. sexual harassment is terrible, and it yeah. should never happen. But it's done by so many ugly people. That can't well, help that's the true. cause. I mean, it would certainly help if it was Denzel Washington. And if oh, I was Anita yeah. Hill, I would probably consider looking at the pubic hair on the on the Coke can differently. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, like, this isn't appropriate work. Sorry but wouldn't Denzel Washington this. have had a better line? Not, well, hey, come he over here have. and look at this pubic hair on a Coke can? I watched well, that's, Denzel that's Washington really sexy. on Broadway and the Iceman cometh do a monologue oh. that was 20 minutes long. There's oh. nothing that he can't do. Nothing. I sat there as the monologue went on minute after minute. I, I raised higher in my chair just from seeing the how did you, I, I don't even understand how he was able to do that. Right, right, right. But how do you remember all of that? Well. <laughs> well, yeah. He has been doing this since before I was born. Because that's the but. job, yeah. It's kind of hilarious that you said It's that. just, I thought it was, I mean, 20 minutes of nonstop a, talking by yourself is yeah. not easy. I don't care, like, how much you act. It's not like, easy, that's, no. I mean, it's a, and it's a four-hour play, so, like, there's just so much material to yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I was I did very a one-person show. I did a one-person show that was an hour and 15 minutes of myself. I was the only person in the show. Well, okay. I can understand that. That was a lot of words, too. It is, but, like, I feel like it's different because, like, that's kind of like, am I, I could do an hour-long stand-up routine that I would know or be able to put together. I feel like it's different when you have to actually, like, act and then throw yeah, that Yeah, I was acting. It was a play. I mean, like, a, with other people, because that's mm. the issue. Like, the one-person thing, I put that in the same performance as, like, doing setup where you're basically doing it alone. Not to say mm. that that's not a lot. You That is a lot to it's do. It's a lot. But yeah. to watch him, like, do all this character interaction and then be in a play that itself is four hours long. Yeah. And then do, play. like, a 20-minute monologue at the end. That was like, well, now you're just showing off. I'm and just trying to deliver it. <laughs> You're trying to get your your um I want I want to be credit in the same <laughs> chair with Denzel Washington. Well, girl, you're already there. And he can flirt with me too. That's fine. Um cool. <laughs> I like that whole tangent. That was interesting. And I like bringing Denzel into it. Yeah. It wouldn't be harassment cuz he's very handsome and he's a very talented actor. But you know what? If he was an asshole, cuz here's the thing, as a woman, yeah. and, and you probably know this as a man, 
there's there's uh, or as a gay man or as any as a human being, you probably know this. If somebody says to you, "You're really pretty," or "Hey, I love that shirt," or "Hey, you're cute," or whatever they say, you can tell if it's said from a creepy place or from a sincere, fun place. You can tell. I can tell. Mm-hmm. I get a creepy creepy feeling when somebody's saying something to me in a creepy way and it doesn't matter if what they're saying is nice i like that top i think we need to define creepy i mean because like creepy if you you feel like like somebody's somebody's seeing you like like a a ham that grew legs like in a cartoon i don't hate that (laughs) see so like there's a difference like men don't care like men don't care if you sexually like objectify them for the most part if they're into you like that's not an issue for them i think for women it's different because women are objectified all the time constantly and like you don't want it to be that way when you want to get something more so that's not a good example for gay men because like that's basically how we anyway so (laughs) like i married somebody that i looked at like a piece of meat when i met them so like i see it just doesn't feel. I just know as a woman. Then I know there's a. It's diff- just a you different can, thing. You can feel the difference. That's it's all different. I'm saying. And Andrew I, Cuomo was a very handsome man, but I'm sure he was. I think creep. he is too. But I'm sure he was yeah. extra creepy. He strikes even, me as creepy. He strikes me not so much as creepy. He strikes me as being um, overly like you know dominant and. Yeah, You know, like, I feel like it's not like it's from a power place with him, which yeah. makes it very disturbing, I have to say. Well, you should not be a that carpenter. either one is better, but <clears throat> you should be a carpenter because once again, you've hit the nail on the head. That is mm. what makes it creepy. Yeah, okay. that actually is well, yeah. the definition of creepy is when you feel like somebody's trying to get something from you <laughs> without seeing if you want that thing to. OK, so older men got it. No, it doesn't like, have to be. It doesn't have to be older me. man. I'm just I thinking. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of an incident that happened to me in the subway. This is just a couple of years ago. I used to be. Uh, I used to be that gal who was sometimes putting her makeup on on the subway platform. I'm mm. not proud of that. I just. Uh, I have trouble sometimes with being uh, prompt on time, and and perhaps I would be on a way to on my way to an audition, and yeah, putting on some makeup on the subway platform or even on the train. Um, and a young, youngish, but you know, some guy in his thirties, whatever, guy walked by me, and he said, "You don't need any makeup. You're so pretty." And it wasn't creepy at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. It, I mean, that's when I started thinking about this topic, or one of the times I think I've thought about it all my life. But like, I just was like, "Oh, that's so interesting." Like that he said that to me, and there was nothing in the way that he said it other than that was just like a sweet thing to say. It wasn't mm-hmm. creepy. There was no creep on it at all. I get it. It's, and you, you could know, easily make that a creepy line. Yeah, it could, it very easily yeah. could go until, you know, it puts the lotion in the basket. It could exactly. lend itself to that. So, no, I get it. But yeah. so anyway, I think all right. for him, it's more of a power thing. And for me, that is a, a red flag for me because, like, being, like, you know, somebody who's been, like, in the lifestyle since I was, like, 19. Like, I know what it's like to have older yeah. men be yeah, creepy yeah, yeah. that way and try to get power True. over you and yeah so that's the way i would and i think it. that does <sighs> raise the creep factor mm-hmm. actually i think you're correct and like the so sexual I just, yeah and i just would love cool. if that guy is listening to our podcast the guy that said that to me <laughs> i'd love for him to get in touch with me and record that for me so i can play it for myself every day there you go oh, okay. so he'll be um, the one listening okay <laughs> It's probably it'd be really surprising if that person was listening. Like, yeah, I remember saying that. All right, anyway. Yeah, because he's been watching you all these years and he actually is creepy. <laughs> oh my God, he is creepy <laughs> and I missed it. Ugh. That could be true too. This is just kind of out of nowhere. I had some news about Josephine Baker. This I is love a brand Josephine new story. Baker. Justin Baker's amazing. Um, apparently, just like today or yesterday, um, Macron, the president Macron, decided to give her a pantheon burial. I have to look at. The well, they list. made a big deal about her burial. Like she's the only black woman to ever be to ever die in France, and for it to be like a national holiday. 
and yeah, all of and that she's, stuff. She's like buried they, in Monaco, which is already a big deal, I think. Um, yeah, they made a big and, deal for her. Yeah, I mean, she was already had, had gotten all sorts of honors and whatever, but now they're giving her something called a Pantheon burial, which can, which is, uh, I guess, the Pantheon is a building or a tomb. Sorry, it's a tomb where mm-hmm. very important people are buried, like Victor Hugo, Madame Curie, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't memorize the list. Um, you can only be buried there with the president's permission, and it's going to be a whole thing. They're going to uninter her, take her out of Monaco, and do a big uh, state kind of funeral in mm-hmm. November honoring her. And this is a huge deal, yes, because she's black, also because she was an American who uh, became a French citizen. And um, they think it, there's been a lot of racial unrest in France this year because of the way, or not just this year, but it just keeps escalating because France has this whole kind of colorblind approach to race where they just mm-hmm. want to like, they just want you to be French. So they're trying to pretend we don't care if you're black or Muslim or whatever. And, you know, it's... it's Just be American, yeah. Or just be French. No, but so it's the same thing. It's, you know, I don't care no, what you are. Here, You're an American. You know, like you, yeah, we do that, that is here. The but big push from the right, like that's a big thing. We do that here. Identity we politics is, a, is evil. You should just be an American. That's the only thing that matters. Oh, it's but the they're same, lying. right? They're, of course, they're lying. It's the same thing that you hear from like countries like uh, Colombia, where it's like you know, oh, we have dark skinned people, but we don't treat them. We just care about right. your nationality. Like it's the same party line. All over the world. Not the only reason I think it. it's not quite the same is because in France, they there there has been more sort of on the surface equality, at least in the in modern France. Mm-hmm. Um, there are immigrants. Uh, I can't think of which country now, but is it not Moroccans? It probably starts with an A. I'm doing that thing again where I can't remember anything. Al- Algerians, like there mm-hmm. there are North there Africans. Are, yeah, definitely North <clears throat> Africans too. There are immigrants there that 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 they that get treated like shit. Yes, but it's not they, supposed to be based on race. But it's not but everybody to be. <clears throat> everybody knows it's bullshit anyway. So you know. But I, supposedly, I've lived in France. It, there uh-huh. is a lot of. Um, but Europe has that whole approach to race. Period. They yeah. have this whole like white glove hands off thing. Like you know that like you know that's an American thing. We right, don't look as if that that's as if we're the only persons <clears throat> that do that. Yeah, yeah yes, like true. we're more broad-minded. We're you know European, and it's it's right. not it's not that. So I'm not surprised they've not. had the yeah. problems they've had. But what I when I was living there, uh-huh. what I saw was the in your face racism or whatever you want to call it discrimination. I saw was towards people who were um, immigrants from Middle Eastern countries, yeah, people who that's were what I was um, to say. Islamic. Yeah. Like, those are the people who I saw get into fights with people at stores over certain things, mm. like department stores. Like, that's what... Then there was, of course, the overall colorism and anti-Blackness that is part yeah. of the world. But yeah. that was, like, the squeaky oil. Because when I was... The squeaky wheel, because when I was there, it was, like, close to, you know, September 11th. Mm. And, you know... It was within like what five, ten years of that. So then there's mm. that kind of thing. But anyway, well, and the reason I mean the reason Josephine Baker was able to move there and have the career she had was because at least in that little microcosm of time, black mm. people were not treated there the way they were here. Now, my friend Aaron, our second guest when we started our podcast back in January, um, has said to me before, like, yeah, it's a little bit. Even that's not always so true. Like black mm-hmm. people didn't always get the best treatment, you know, that that they said. But anyway, she she made a statement. She became a French citizen in 1937. And the things that she said about that is basically like, I hated America. I couldn't stand being in America anymore the way I was treated. And that's why I came here. But anyway, yeah. it's a big deal that they're doing this uh, Pantheon burial for her and people feel a lot of people at least feel like this could also really help do some racial healing and make France rethink this colorblind thing because it's actually bullshit it can't work you can't be colorblind you can't it doesn't it's actually an insult it actually but it's it's again and again as people have been people believe that that is a way to be good and right there's you know we've talked about that that's a million times whatever but but I it's deep. Well, just as deep. That's all I'm just going to say. It's uh, we talk about a million. We talk about it a mm-hmm. lot because it's just a thing that isn't going to go away. But yeah, apparently it's not. But it's yeah. it's a really big deal. And Josephine Baker is definitely somebody who deserves honors and 
yeah. all that stuff. Like she, I mean, that's not. Did you know she was an ambulance driver during World War II? I did not. I do know she did Me stuff during World War II, but I did not know yeah. that she did that. She like, was an intelligence officer as well. I knew that. I, I didn't, didn't know, know that, that either. She so her uh, and very cool. Very it cool. Is very and I cool. didn't I didn't think also, I didn't realize that she was the original Madonna and that she adopted uh twelve children of different races and different mm-hmm. religions. And lived in a castle. Oh. Nice. She lived in an old French castle and Oh she literally God. was like, she went from like eating out of the garbage and because I think she's from like St. Louis or something, something like that. She had a poor childhood. Yeah, she had a rough And she like, sure. she reached the heights and did all that. And then America never gave her the respect because America was not in a place Losers. to respect uh, Whitney Houston or Beyonce or Rihanna. Like there was no place right, for right, 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 right. a black woman like that here. And so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she caught a lot of stuff, but it's funny because like Spotify is finally <laughs> releasing Alia's music, and oh. that happened a couple of days ago, and that's a pretty big thing for a black woman who is deserving of some praise. I don't know how much you know about Alia. Nothing. Uh, Alia was Detroit born. She's one of the first solo R and B artists, like even before Brandy, before Monica, there was Alia. Oh. She was fourteen when she got a record deal. She had some problems in the checker pass with R. Kelly. There's reports of her being an early victim of his. Got it. Okay. But it resulted there whatever resulted in her and having a career when she was about, I think, 16 or 17, because they got married when she was 15. There was a marriage certificate. There was all that stuff. I think she was 14 when they got married. I'm sorry. So there's all of this stuff about that. And so they parted ways when she was in high school, and she released her sophomore album, One in a Million, where she basically broke off from him, broke all ties and everything. Mm-hmm. And so she basically started the careers of Timbaland and Missy Elliott. They were oh, her wow. writers and producers in her first album. She did all of this while in high school, released an album tour. She That's did all these amazing. Things. Uh-huh. She had an incredible career. Uh-huh. Um and so by her third album, which was released when she was 22, she died in a plane crash while filming one of the videos. Oh, okay. So like when you look at everything she's accomplished at the age of 22, like that's insane. Jeez, but okay. anyway, they her music was tied up with her uncle, who was also her manager, and he ran the record label that she was on. So her music, uh, the singer JoJo, I don't know if you know about her, no. Um, a Tony Braxton album, a number of music oh. of, of albums that was recorded with his label was not available on Spotify or really to be purchased. So now it's being released again. And I thought it was cool. I was in Manhattan. I was going to a gig, an acting gig, and I saw in Lower Manhattan this big billboard with the cover of her third album. It was like, Aaliyah is coming. Which oh. I thought was cool because when that album originally came out, that was how they advertise it the exact same way. So I thought that was like really cool and everything. I was a huge Aaliyah fan. Like I said, she was from Detroit. Okay. You know, so it was really good to see her. And why wouldn't, so Spotify wasn't allowed to play her music because of rights? No, because the record label wouldn't give them the the rights to it. So unless one of her songs was like on an album, like a soundtrack to a movie. Oh, which a lot of her music was on soundtracks. You couldn't okay. get it, but now you can like actually, and they're releasing it over time. So like they just released her, they already had her first album because that was before she was with her uncle. And they had now released One in a Million, which has, I don't know, seven, 10 like gold hits on it, like oh, some wow. songs. And then they're going to release her other stuff later, like her uh, Romeo Must Die soundtrack and her oh. Aaliyah album, which is her final album. And all the music that kind of came right after her death. What I like. So that's, um, if you like R&B, like hip hop, because it's like, it's a very... Oh, maybe I would. It's a good, like, I would suggest you listen to it. It's a nice groove. She has a, she always had a very unique sound. She was almost like a, uh, like a... I guess like a hip hop Sade. Oh, I love Sade. Uh huh. Like she's very different. She was always very different from all the other, hmm. you know, people who were out at her time. 
Okay. A very big trailblazer. We still talk about her to this day. We're lot. talking about it right now. Yeah. So this was good. So if you... I'm going to check it out. Check out Aaliyah on Spotify. I've always loved her. Um, it's so good rest. for me to have a young <clears throat> friend like you to tell me stuff. <laughs> stuff like that. So great. An al- yeah. album that came out 20 years ago. I actually mean that. <laughs> it sounded sarcastic, but I, I actually meant it. I, that came out 20 years ago. Is that what you said? Well, last album. She's been dead for 20 years, so she should I be... didn't know you 20 years ago, though, so... True. How could I have known about it? I was way? still um, in high school. Yeah. Um, and it would have been yeah. weird for me to be in touch with you. <laughs> so, and wrong, I think. So, okay, the next thing I had on my list, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about it, really. I just think it's stupid. The Jeopardy host debacle. I was just pissed when he picked himself. People were mad about that. Yeah, I was mad about it, too. Mike. I mean, I'm not like some giant Jeopardy fan that watches Jeopardy, but I kind of have an emotional attachment to it because I have watched it on and off all my life, and I do like it. My mother was really attached to Jeopardy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I have memories of like in the last years when I would call my mom or she would call me and she was like, I'm going to watch Jeopardy. And it was fun <laughs> because my mom didn't watch TV at all, but she was super excited about Jeopardy and The Wheel. She liked to watch The Wheel right after Jeopardy. And I don't know. I enjoyed hearing my mother just want to sit down and watch a TV show because all she ever did was work and clean and cook. And, you know, so I love I think that it's she was cute, like- digging on Jeopardy. It's cute that people from like, you know, that generation, how much they like game shows and that we still have them. And yeah, I I do think that's kind of a cute moment of in time of, you know, television. And it was a good show. I mean, there was a solid game show. It was good. And, and, you know, one of the first ones I ever remember seeing. Great. That Wheel of Fortune and I I think The Price is Right. Are like the first game shows I ever saw as a little. I completely tiny kid. hated Will of Fortune and continue to hate it. Um, Why? I, what's, what's the? It's just a. It, it's, it's stupid Jeopardy. They're stupid. It's Hangman basically with a wheel. Yeah, it's stupid. It is. Hangman. I think it's. I mean, so it. Some people are good at it. Like some people are like yeah. really good at solving puzzles. I'm more of a Jeopardy person because I know a lot of trivia that, you know. I'm an elitist, as we know. I've, I've covered several <laughs> oh. times here. So I definitely have to only like Jeopardy. But I love that my mother, the, I love that my mother liked The Wheel and that she even called it The Wheel. A lot of people so, call it The Wheel. Yeah, I know. I just, my mom didn't didn't sling around little things like that. So, so. the show is only credible. You're an elitist, so the show is only credible if all the answers are in the form of a question. Got That's it. right. That's right. That's right. What is pretentious? I'm not, even, I'm not even exactly. It's me. I'm not even that good at knowing the answers. So it's crazy that I do like it because I'll sit here and watch Jeopardy. I invented even a terrible joke called Alzheimer's Jeopardy, where you have 45 minutes to come up with each answer. That's the only Jeopardy I can actually play because it takes me a long time minutes. to think. Of it. <laughs> like start starts with a U. Oh, um, Masterson. Oh, that's, yeah. What is Masterson? I don't know. Okay. Jesus. Um, Carol. What? <laughs> but anyway, the thing was that, that the guy, the executive producer, ended up choosing himself to be the host. And now God has smote him down. And he cannot be the host anymore. So who are they going to pick now? I, I don't know. Unfollow, the- I completely unfollowed this. Yeah. Story. There's, Once it wasn't well, LeVar Burton, I checked out. Well, people are teasing that it could be LeVar again, which is who I want it to be. And I didn't actually watch him do his guest hosting. Some people said he didn't do a good job. I don't know. But I know him. All right. I He's mm. one of my pretend friends. I believe he is my friend, even though I've never met him. I'm sure he can do a good job. Okay? I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I remember reading he's Rainbow. great. But also, I'm like those old Italian men from the Bronx. So I just want him to do it because he's black and I'm black. So, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need. <clears throat> well, I'm not like the old Italian men in the Bronx, so I, I I'm not attached to it being a woman, a white woman, or any other kind of woman. So, uh, I mean, if I wouldn't it, if mind it being a woman. It's fine. I think it I'm should probably, a, if we're going to be anti. inclusive, it probably should be a woman of color. Um. I, I would be fine with that, but I wasn't opposed to what's her name that they. Blossom, yeah, I don't, I can't ever pronounce her name, but Maya I wasn't. Bialik. That's her, yeah. I wasn't opposed to her doing it, but I wasn't excited about it either. I like but her, I like she's her fine. a lot. 
Sure, she's, she's very fine. funny. She's good, yeah. I mean, I've never watched any of the shows that she's on, but... You never watched I, Big Bang Theory? Did not. I Peter's think you mother might actually loved like it. that show. People give it a lot of shit, and it's... I mean, it's not like, you know, it's a, it's a CBS comedy. It's not going to be... Yeah. Whatever I thought it, I thought for what it was like. I'm a nerd, so I enjoy the nerd humor, and I just yeah. watch it for that. I mean, I I am a person who would get upset if you don't know, like you know, who the the founding members of the X Men are. If you claim to be a nurse, like I could get into a debate oh. like that, and that's what the show is yeah. about, basically. Oh, okay. And then yeah, like, that's why I didn't appeal to me. And, Yeah, I mean, but I think for what it is, it was okay. So whatever. But probably was. She was great on there. She was somebody who came on into the cast later, and she did a great job. Yeah. And Blossom is whatever. I saw her on What Not to Wear, and she was great. I love me. I remember. Shows. I saw the episode. Too. I used to love that show. <laughs> that's when I meet. Oh my god! I could watch like ten episodes of that in a row, and that's when I really started liking her again because she was so sweet on that show, and and I didn't know she was a scientist and all that stuff. So I was kind mm-hmm. of into that. But uh, anyway, we'll see who they pick. I don't know. I'm just glad that that guy got busted because you know what? Fuck you, choosing yourself, arrogant mm-hmm. knucklehead. I guess there's nothing left to say about that. No, I'm mad at him. I read a little bit about what he did. He mistreated, he he harassed women when he was producer of Price is Right. He harassed women for being pregnant. He's, he fired people. He was just a loser. I was going to say another curse word, but I'm just going to say loser. So whatever, good for him. I like it when a loser gets busted. See you, Cuomo. See you, Mike Richards. Get out of here. And then <laughs> other stuff on my list was, oh my gosh, White Lotus. I love that show so much. We don't have to talk about that a lot. I'm just saying it was great. Did you see it? I enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing. Okay. I also began watching the Nicole Kidman version of it on Hulu, which is kind of the I same just started thing. that last night. It has even like the same opening credits. I was like, is this the same it's, producer? It's at least a similar not, vibe. Very much a similar well, vibe, but White Lotus is less... No, I can't say it's less diverse. It's <clears throat> well, White Lotus is a Mike White uh, deal, and I love Mike White. I love anything mm-hmm. he writes. I love uh, I love his work. So, yeah. I mean, it really showcased how terrible white people are. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> no. not going to dislike it because it's telling and the truth. I might be an elitist, but I've all I've I've also uh, frequently pointed out how bad. <laughs> I know a lot of white people. Some of them are great. But uh, yeah, we've got a long history of not doing good things. All right. And as a person who has served wealthy people, mostly white, of course, for a long time, both cooking, catering, passing hors d'oeuvres, et cetera, et cetera, uh, I've very much related to that show from the point of view of everyone who worked at the hotel. All right. Because um, that is not the kind of family. I did not grow up in a wealthy white family. So uh yeah. Mm-hmm. As as somebody who's done a ton of food service, that really, and just service in general, that rang true to me. And it was a great show. I'm excited about the new one, though. The I don't know anything about it other than I watched the first episode last night, the one with Nicole Kidman. But Yeah, it does I think I've seen the first two. In I think I watched similar, the first two or three episodes. But it's, it's in a similar vein, in a way. Yeah. But, but she's some kind of Machiavellian something. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. The draw for me was Melissa McCarthy. Me too. Like, I love Melissa McCarthy. Like I can yeah. watch her do anything. She, Ditto. she reminds me so much of my mother in law, and I think that probably helps. Mm. But like they almost look exactly like they. Oh wow! My half are like they're very similar. Oh um, cool! They both look like Mrs. Claus. Is your mother in law a comic genius <laughs> as well? She thinks she is. Uh, she she <laughs> I, she laughs all the time. If that. Is any kind okay. of, you know, she makes herself laugh a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So that could be, you know. Melissa McCarthy's a pretty damn good actress. I mean. Yeah. So I'm great. sure you saw her, um, the movie that she did. What was it? Um, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sure I didn't. What is it, though? It's called <laughs> something like I'm sorry or. Oh. I'm I very sorry. That? I did see that. Yeah, she's great in that. She was very yeah. good in that because that was originally yeah. supposed to be Julianne Moore. Yeah. And then she oh, took I didn't over. know that. Yeah, well, like I also they love Julianne fired Moore. Her. But... They fired Julianne Moore. Snap. Basically, okay. she had the role and then they decided to go with Melissa McCarthy. 
Well, and I think Melissa McCarthy's a better choice. For the character, they I believe they said that Julia Moore was too glamorous or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, so she's a woman that she she starts um um forging fake forging yeah thank forging, you um, making fake yeah forging letters like yeah. historical letters or something mm-hmm. I can't quite remember the details. between right? authors it was like letters of authors and yes that's right stuff and like based, that based on a true story yeah that was I thought really it was really good I thought it was really yeah good. it was mm-hmm. I haven't seen most of her comedies other than bridesmaids which I loved but um. They're not all created equal, but that's the way comedy yeah. is. Yeah, but <clears throat> she's had some pretty good ones. Mm-hmm. They're all like, even it's kind of like watching a J Lo movie. They may not all be good, but there's always something there. Mm-hmm. And I don't like J Lo, but I've never seen a J Lo movie that I absolutely hated. I like J-Lo. her. Her in, uh, I'm not. I'm not a huge. You fan. know what? J Lo has nothing but nice things to say about you. I don't nothing. believe that. It's true. I don't believe it. She mm-hmm. really wishes you'd return her calls. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, that's what she says. Ain't gonna happen. Well, I'll tell her. She's here now uh, <laughs> in the back room. All right. Um, <laughs> tell her to tell A Rod hi. So we're nearing the end of our thing where we do the thing called This is Gonna Be Good. Is this gonna be good? All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been several weeks since I've done the show. Uh, right. Is this going to be good? That's how it works. That's the okay. bit. It's hardly a bit. That's the bit. So it's, a, it's, it's the bit. It's a bit of a bit, at least. Um, so I guess we should do it. All right. Quentin, mm-hmm. is this going to be good? Afghanistan. Was it ever good? <laughs> it's not a trick question. Um no, it's that's a great answer. Was it ever good? Yeah, that's a great answer. This great whole answer. thing has never been good and it's not going to get good. And no. no, it's not going to get good. It's freaking not freaking nightmare. Sure is. Yeah. Well, I think you answered that correctly. Thank um, you. I was worried. <laughs> I will say this, though. I, well, I'll say a couple things. I hope, God damn it, I hope this is not going to sink Joe Biden. For the midterms, um, not that Joe Biden's running in the midterms, but you know what I mean. Like, but like, I don't understand. Like, how? What is the position here? When he got elected, the right kept saying that we'll be in another war, right? So by not doing something like that, like, what exactly is the option here? Do we want to go? No, back I, yeah, in? you're right. <clears throat> you're not, you're it, not wrong. I don't understand what he could do here. So even though like we, I don't feel like there's anything that can be done where we're like, oh, is this going to, it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. I have no idea what the midterms are going to be like after dealing with COVID part two or whatever you want to call it. I just, I can't deal. What's disturbing is, I mean, there's a couple of things, there's a lot of things that are disturbing, Um, but but that a lot of what's happening right now is because of Trump, because Trump, Mm -hmm met with the Taliban, invited him to freaking Camp David. I mean, they didn't go. It didn't turn out. But, like, he's such a douchebag. And, and you know, didn't invite the Afghani government to be part of the meetings. And that supposedly is kind of one of the things that that helped weaken an already weak Afghanistan government. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he started this bullshit. And he's the one that was going to pull out. And Nikki Haley was on Face the Nation this morning going on and on about how horrible Joe Biden is and 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 was asked, like, well, do you believe that Donald Trump would have had a good plan for getting? And she's like, well, of course he would. Of course he would. And, like, he has never had a, he never had a good plan for anything, so that's bullshit. Donald Trump only had a plan for how does Donald Trump make more money and how does Donald Trump stay in power, which helps him make more money. That's all he ever had a plan for. I have okay? no desire or care about what Nimrata Haley has to say. <laughs> like I will say yeah. that... The idea that they can try to push that Trump has a good idea for anything or that he anything. does anything right is just ridiculous. I don't understand. Just pick somebody else. Pick somebody else who'll do the same shit and yeah. just try to market it in a, in a different way. Like, but holding on to this seeking ship, like he's never going to do it. He, he, the, the yeah. thing that they keep failing to realize, and this is why we have to be careful about this the threat on democracy we have to deal with, is he's never going to get us to vote for him. There's he right. One of the biggest things against him was that he motivates us to do shit 
against him. And it, they need a mm. nice Dan Quayle, forgettable, milk toast <laughs> candidate that's uh-huh. not going to rile us up and make us hate him so much that we're willing to move mountains to get rid of him. And they keep yeah. refusing to do that. Right. It's, it's, so not only do you not want to reach out to new voters, Okay, right. cool. Your numbers are dwindling, but you don't want to get more people. Fine. Right, right. But not only that, now you're going to, and you're suppressing your own vote because now you're doing all this stuff. Because these restrictions that they're doing is also going to hurt them. It <clears throat> is, but because they lost, because of the results from the census, there's actually a pretty hairy situation with redistricting in a lot of these states that could make Republicans win when they actually shouldn't. Of course. So, so that's problematic. That's that's literally the only thing they have to rely on. Yeah. They literally oh, have cheating. done it. We're, Absolutely. We're going to have to cheat. And we're going to have to be yeah. okay with cheating because yeah. otherwise... And they are. They are okay with it. It's crazy. I <laughs> Yeah. It's fucked I, up. And, I and just, you know... Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, the, just, only, the idea of him being competent in anything, I just can't. Well, because he's can't. not competent. But the, and but that's I, the thing. Like, what if if Biden fucked up here and it looks like he may have fucked up in several ways... I, I do think that that Afghanistan's always been fucked up and it'd be really hard to figure out how to do this in a way that was better. I don't know. I mean, I kind of think if we had left some troops in and tried to, over the course of a year, get Americans out and get our Afghan allies out and do this, because that's thousands and thousands of people, even just the allies, just the mm-hmm. Afghans that worked for us. That's a ton of people. That's not just like a couple hundred people. But anyway, like... Everybody made mistakes in the Middle East. Bush, Cheney, Obama, Biden, et cetera, et cetera. But none of those men did it in a corrupt fashion. Cheney, I don't know. But, I mean, you know, I mean, they'd certainly lied. Bush and Cheney Mm -hmm. certainly lied about why we went to Iraq. But I still think that all of those people were trying to do what they thought was right, even if they were horribly wrong. Trump is a con man. That's different. Trump mm-hmm. is a con man. He never he never gave a fuck. I'll say it again. He never he never gave a crap about the soldiers or anybody else. So it's just a it's just a, yet another big lie that he ever cared about anything, and then he would have been good at anything and blah, whatever. It's just I just hope that the Democrats cannot let the Republicans control the narrative on everything. And, you know, yes, we need to hold Biden accountable. Yes, we need to try to find a solution. But please don't just eat each other alive like usual and let the Republicans win. Please don't do that. Okay? (laughs) Can I get an amen? I don't know. All right. So that's that story. I don't have much intelligent to say about other than that. You can ask I'm me done. the last one. Yeah, you go. Well, there's one more little thing. You can ask me the last one. We'll try to end on an up, up with people. Okay, sure. Our new lady government, Carol. Is this going to be good? Our new lady governor, you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I think it is going to be good. Damn it, I think she's going to be boring in that she's just <sighs> going to be good and do her job and be competent and not be some corrupt, creepy, power-hungry lunatic. So yeah, it's going to be good. That's what I think. We have a very corrupt state government for a long-ass time. Well, and Kathy Hochul, our new lady governor, is not that. She's not into that. That's not her deal. But she's been around for a long time. So I bet she's got a lot of dirt on people. I don't think she's going to be a pushover either. I don't know. We'll see. But I think think she's going to clean house. I don't know. I hope so. We'll see. I'm having hopes, but... Mm-hmm. I'll, um, I'm always a little more on. hopeful than you. That's fine. I'll I'll carry that load. I'll reserve judgment. That's yep. what I'm going to do. You should. You're a carpenter hitting nails on the head. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I do. That's what I does. I that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, it's got to be better than what we got. So I. Well, yeah, <laughs> certainly. So. I'll go. And let's that's give a woman a chance. Because I'll get, and let's give a woman a chance as the governor yeah. of the great state of New York. New York. Start spreading the news. All right, well, it. that song usually means that something is ending. So I guess right. the Shows show again. is ending. And I, I thank you guys for listening. Now that we're back again, Woo-hoo. you'll be seeing us, hearing us more frequently with our episodes coming out regularly again. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't pay attention the first time, 
please, if you want us to continue, please donate to buymeacoffee.com backslash this is going to be good pod. Please, please. And give, give as much as you'd like. We appreciate it to keep this show going. And uh, I guess besides thanking Peter D for his wonderful original soundtrack uh, music for this is going to be good and his editing abilities, which we greatly appreciate yeah, and do. appreciate him. I think that does it for this episode. Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm at Carol Dan on Instagram, and I'm at Carol Scudder on Twitter. Oh, you already? I forgot. So I guess I am a little um, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to follow me, you can follow me at the Quinn Lamar on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, y'all. That's all it. Right. That's our first show back. Woo! Yeah, I'm out. I'm done. Bye, y'all. All right, kids. Bye.